When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I am your host, Caitlin. I have a lovely guest with me here today. I'm really excited to chat with you, Nina. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful that I'm here to have this conversation with you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And we can't wait to learn more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and, you know, a little bit of your story? And then we'll kind of dive in. My pleasure. So at this moment, I help female online entrepreneurs find relevant stages so that they can share their message, their mission, and their expertise and connect with potential clients. My main focus are podcast interviews. So I help my clients find those podcasts that are a good fit for them so they can show up on those interviews. I love it. It's awesome. And can you tell us kind of how you got into this line of work? Like, you know, your, your story. (laughs) Well, actually I stumbled on this thing because when I started my business, all I knew was that I want to help other moms grow their businesses because I was a stay at home mom for more than five years. And I was enjoying this flexibility. When I got back to a nine to five, Oh my God, I felt so chained to the desk. I felt that I have no time for myself, for my family. And nine days in, I quit because I just had this idea that I have to help other moms. I did not know how I was going to do that. I just went home, Googled work from home jobs for moms. And I started as a social media manager for a fitness coach. But I did not enjoy that because I had to post three times a day and it was too much for me. Yes. But then I started finding more Facebook groups and I was uh, trying to look what I could do. And based on my previous experience, I used to work for the government in my country. I live in Romania and having this... um, admin background, I I thought that I could be a virtual 
virtual assistant. But the problem was that maybe it was this brain mommy fault or whatever it was. I did not have confidence and I did not know how to stand out as a general virtual assistant. So I thought, okay, one thing that I have to do is I have to specialize in something. So I started taking courses on Pinterest and then on building WordPress sites or building funnels. But I was not enjoying that. Once I was doing that for me, somehow it was missing something. And then at some point, I'm seeing this masterclass on podcast pitching. And I knew like, this is for me. This is what I want to do. Luckily, I did found an amazing client. She is a Brazilian living in the U.S., And this was five years ago. And to this day, we still have an amazing relationship. Actually, right now, she is one of my coaches. And this is how I got started. And then she referred me to a friend of hers. And that was the beginning. And I wanted to learn more about this industry. I also took a course as a podcast manager. And funnily enough, I know that a few episodes ago, you had one of the Rosemary. Yes. And yes, we are in the same group for podcast managers. Yeah. What a small world, this this online world. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. So this is what I do right now. And lately I discovered this private podcast that I'm, I'm in love with them. And I would love to dig into that more and see how it's going to go from here. Yeah, that's so interesting. So is it kind of like a private podcast within a group where people pay like a subscription or something? Or how does that work, a private podcast? So if you have a private podcast, you will decide how you want to use it. You can use it as a lead magnet. You can use it as a subscription, as you mentioned. You can use it, for example, to host an online summit, Mm-hmm. Or you can use it as an add-on to a program or a course that you have so that it's easier for people to consume the content. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes, me too. Me too. I mean, I love audio. I love audio since I was a little kid and I was listening to the radio with my grandfather. This is such a dear memory of mine. And yes, it's and for introverts is, a, I don't know, it works well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like I am one of those like introvert extroverts. Like I'm an only child. So I really enjoy alone time. You know, like I don't always need all the stimulation. I'm also a highly sensitive, which a lot of our listeners are as well. So like we're so easily overstimulated. And I find it really interesting that you brought up the course with the private podcast because I find when there's slides, like for my learning capacity. Mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed. Like I will get stuck on the slides or think that I need to be like writing every word down. Like this totally happened to me when I was all throughout school too. And when I would just sit and listen, I would actually consume more, you know, of the education and knowledge than like scribbling down every single word. So I love that that's where the podcasting industry is kind of headed. And I didn't even know about this, you know, like I feel like you can be in the industry and you have no clue what's coming next, you know? Exactly. This is what I love also, because I can 
somehow use other sense or not other sense, my imagination actually. And I get inspired. You know, I always like when I'm listening to a podcast, I have other either a notebook or my notes on my phone because I am sure that I will get an idea. I will have to write something down because if I don't, then the idea it's gone by until I finish that podcast. So I, I love using my imagination when I'm listening to podcasts. Yes. And there's something with the visual, like even on YouTube, it can get a little bit like a lot, you know, like it's just a lot happening at once. So I love that you mentioned that the imagination part of it, because a lot of us highly sensitives, you know, like a lot of my listeners identify with that as well. And they, we would rather imagine things. (laughs) Me too. Like I am a dreamer. I could spend an entire day just dreaming and imagining things. But then on the other hand, I also take action because I think that is important too. And I make things happen because it's not enough just to imagining and dreaming. We need to take action. Yeah, absolutely. That's something we talk about on the end in mind here a lot. It's it's kind of like, you know, we holistic empathic business owners would love to get business by dreaming all day and, you know, manifesting and basking in the sun. But in reality, we have to do some of that work in order to get there. And a lot of the reasons why we're not probably taking action, you know, for our listeners in this sense, if you aren't taking action, it's probably because a belief is under there or there's a reason why you're feeling you know abreast to really taking that action because it might not even be a block you know it really yeah. can just be something that is taking a while you know when it comes to taking action in your business and it might just take time to unpack some of those things but in today's world you know it's hustle hustle yeah, exactly absolutely I mean when I started my business I thought that All I'm going to do is to work behind the scenes because I thought that only those people who are meant to be business owners or, you know, they have successful businesses, only they are meant to show up on podcast interviews or in magazines or whatever. But if I would start all over again, I would start here. I would start connecting with people and networking more and being more visible. Oh, I love that. The visibility. And I'd love for you to share more about how that's impacted your business and your clients' businesses. Even from my point of view, like a lot of people reach out to me. They want me to optimize my podcast, you know, and my first question is always like, are you going to get me to the right people? Because it really doesn't matter if somebody's like just clicking and listening to my show for three minutes, you know, I need mm-hmm. like longevity. So can you explain how you approach that with your clients and what that does for their businesses when it's done correctly? Yes, absolutely. So over the time, I came up with this framework that I called pitch. When I start working with them, the first thing we are going to do is what I called prep your message. So I included here not only their expertise, I mean, what is the number one thing they want to be known for, they want to talk about on interviews, because 
it's not enough to just say, well, I want to talk about entrepreneurship or I want to talk about business or female empowerment. Like this is such a broad topic that people are, I don't know, maybe are tired about these broad topics. And what I've seen also is that the pitches have slightly changed. I mean, when I started, this promo pitch was still working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I call a promo pitch a pitch where I would write you an email and I would just tell you how amazing I am, but I would not mention anything about you or your podcast or your audience, right? So this is clearly no longer working. So in order for me to help my clients, I need to know who they are, the client clients are. And then I, how, what is the solution they provide and how they could help them, how they, what is the transformation they provide? I mean, right. All the things. And then also I had them craft a bio and a one sheet so that I can send that when I pitch them So I put all the details in one place because it's so frustrating. Like when you have three, four clients, five, and then you don't know where you put one bio or, you know, what is the core message of the other one. So I need to be a little bit organized in order for this to work. But even if you do this for yourself, it's so easy to have a folder that is going to be your speaker folder and put all the details in there. Yeah. So this is where we start. We are going to prep the message and all the other details so that you can move to step number two, which is identify the right podcast for you. So you will consider an audience that is aligned. I mean, we are going to have complementary businesses, right? For example, if my main message is around visibility and specifically on podcast interviews, I would maybe look for other types of visibility through social media or maybe confidence on camera. And I would search for those people. Because I know that if someone wants to be confident on camera, maybe they start with podcast interviews because it's less terrifying. Even if now we record on Zoom, sometimes it's not needed to be on camera. So you can start and practicing for podcasts and then you can move to the next step. So then it's also important If you are going to use, for example, those podcasting platforms like Apple or Spotify to check if those podcasts take guests and if they are still active, because sometimes I found amazing podcasts, but they were no longer airing new episodes. So it's going to be a waste of time to reach out to them, right? And when you are here, Depending on how confident you feel with your speaking skills and you, if you don't feel very confident, you can start with this warm outreach. I mean, you are going to reach out to people that you already know, you feel comfortable chatting with them. So it's not that intense or scary 
as if you are going to reach out to those people that you don't know. And not all of them have this um, pre-interviews. So you will just meet them and you will start the recording and it might be a little bit intimidating maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So start with those people, get more with those people that you know, get more comfortable, and then you can move to the cold outreach. And these are my main research tools are the podcasting platforms and then the Facebook groups. And then from there, you can expand on Google and you can find um, lists in specific industries, for example. And to be honest, you can spend a lot of time researching because there are more than two millions of millions or billions. I'm not sure. Like There are a lot of podcasts out there. And for sure, you are going to find amazing podcasts. Yeah, I love what you mentioned about really doing the research behind if these podcasts are active. Um, Yes. My own experience that has, you know, come up frequently, like I have studied public relations. So definitely, like if they are not taking guests on or having Mm -hmm. interviews, and then you pitch them, it's kind of like, womp womp, you know, like all the credibility is gone at that point. So yes, I think that's a great point. And I just wanted to stress that for our listeners too if they do decide to go out you know and do this on their own too exactly and more than this you will have to look at their website and social media channels some of them will have a form on their website and they will tell you do not pitch me I will delete the emails so again it's going to be a waste of time if you don't pay attention to those details and also you have to take a look at their previous episodes because, for example, I had a client and she had a few episodes on how she quit being on Instagram. I mean, first she tested for 30 days. She did not post anything. And then she only let her team handle the post. I mean, they were only uh, putting the audiogram and maybe a post here and there. And then she completely stopped using the platform. But still, she had people pitching her how to grow your business using Instagram or TikTok. And she was not interested at all in this topic. But if you would have scrolled a little bit, you would have seen those episodes because she talked a lot about this experiment. So you have to pay attention that your topic will align to their message that they put out there on their podcast. Yeah. And once you've done the research, it's time for step number three. I called it tailor the pitch. Here is important for you to stop sending those copy-pasted messages because I'm sure that you as a podcaster can tell the difference. You can tell when someone is going to do a little bit of research and take, yes, it's true. It's going to take a few more minutes for you to craft a personalized pitch, but that one is going to stand out. Because as I mentioned, promo pitches are no longer working. And I think it's funny when sometimes 
my clients were getting those pitches that started with just hey there or hello and then yes they were mentioning an episode but it's so easy to find the name of the episode if you want to mention an episode then you have to be more specific i mean mention some key takeaways or i don't know something that really stood out to you or that was relevant for you as a person so because and you are putting so much effort in this podcast, right? You are taking the time to record. You are taking the time to edit and the uploading and the promotion. So I'm sure that you will want to feature some people that really care about you and your podcast. You are not interested in having people that only want to brag about how amazing they are or that they were able to accomplish this or accomplish that. Yeah. I mean, it's not the right place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is why it's so important to tailor each pitch. Just take the time and personalize the pitch. Yeah. Once you've sent the pitch, it's time for you to create the system. Because it's easy to send a pitch. Maybe today you felt inspired, you did that research, you found two, three amazing podcasts, you sent the pitch, but then maybe some of them are busy. Maybe I've had uh, podcasters who got back to me and they told me, thank you for following up because my husband was sick or I was doing a launch or whatever. Like they also have their life. And how many times just think about it, you open an email on your phone and then you get distracted and then it's gone and you don't remember. So if that person is not going to follow up with you, maybe you lose an opportunity. Yeah. So this is why it's important to create a system because you want to remember when to follow up or what to do if they say no, thank you, or what to do if they were said, yes, I would love to have you on my podcast. But not all of them have a form that you as a guest can fill out. Some will say, okay, let's do this. And then you will have to ask them, when are you available? Because maybe they don't even have a calendar link. I've seen some of them proposing like three available dates. Yeah. And then you have to send them your bio and maybe a a headshot. Because as I mentioned, if they don't have a system so they can collect all this info, you will have to be the one that is going to send the information because otherwise you will end up uh, before the interview and you will realize that they don't even know who you are and it's going to be a little bit weird. Oh my gosh, that's a good point. Yeah, sorry to jump in there. No, no problem. So I think it's important to have the system and also it's going to help you in creating this new identity as a speaker because I've read Atomic Habits. I really relate to this. You know, if you want to be a speaker, then when you wake up in the morning, you need to think, so what do I have to do today? 
right? So what do you what do you do as a speaker? Well, you reach out to people, you make the ads, you take care of all the details, like when is going to be the interview? What do you want me to talk about? Like you ask more about the audience and all the things. And what works for me is to have a Google spreadsheet. This is how I start. And then once I get a yes, then I will move all the details in Asana because there I can put in all the reminders that I'm going to need. And it's easier for me to know exactly what I have to do every day. And then final step is hit or handle the interview. And here is not only about the logistical things, you know, like uh, it's important to have a great audio if you want to be a great guest, right? So making sure that you are wearing headphones if you have any or you have a good mic and you are in a quiet room. For example, I let my family know that I'm recording now because, you know, I have kids and they are usually used to come in and ask me things and then I will lose my train of thought. So it's going to be a little bit weird if they, you know, come in 10 times during an interview. And also it's important for you as a guest to share stories. Yeah, I love what you shared. I think that your strategy, even just for our listeners here as well, like, exactly what Nina described can be applied to every area of your business. And when you really want to be an entrepreneur, you have to have some sort of system and how she described that she uses Asana. Like for me, my Google calendar is my life. You know, like I go there, everything's there that I need to do for the day. If it's not on the calendar, it's sure as hell not getting done. You know, like that's just how I work. And each individual ends up finding their way as well. But I love that you mentioned and stressed the importance of really targeting and making this work for you as a business owner. It has to be both ways. You know, the host has to like you, you have to like the host and it has to be able to play well off of one another because if not exactly how you said, people can feel that they feel that through the tone of voice and in the energy of the recording. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. My gosh, it's so great. And thank you so much for taking us through what it really takes, you know, to really launch a podcast business and also really get yourself out there. And can you share with us a little bit more about what your clients have seen, you know, from working with you and, you know, how much it's been able to grow their businesses or grow their visibility. And I love what you mentioned about the confidence aspect of yourself early on. And I'm sure you've been able to help your clients overcome some of that too. Yes, absolutely. So usually my clients are podcasters, so they are used to putting themselves out there. But other than this, what I've seen is that they were able to either launch, uh, write and launch a book. Others were uh, got, got featured on TV. One of them did a TEDx talk. So Yes, they did other amazing things that you can do as a business owner. So I feel that this was just 
the first step for their visibility. And then they did other things as well. Yeah, that's amazing. It does feel yeah. so good when you come off of a podcast interview and, you know, if you can ride that wave, like it really feels awesome. I even like me having interviewing other people, like I just live for it, you know, it has some kind mm-hmm. of passion for sure. Yes. And then um, others, other clients told me that, for example, a listener of the show they were interviewed on reach out to them and invited them to speak on that podcast yes and then another one sent me a screenshot um where a client sent an email she said okay you know what i've heard you on this podcast i'm ready to buy from you tell me how can i work from you wow yes yes that's amazing and just for our listeners here too i think like just how you mentioned when you get pitched all of this stuff and it's early on in business or it's early on in this podcasting journey, like whatever stage you might be at, it can be so overwhelming. It's like, which person do I choose? You know, who do I work with? But I love that you mentioned that because when you can step into it, when you find someone as lovely as yourself to work with and help you keep motivated throughout this process, you know, the sky's the limit from there. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can start small because sometimes people are afraid because maybe I'm not, you know, one of those big names out there. So what should I share? But you have a story, you have your expertise. And there are podcasters who are just starting out and they will need guests. All you have to do is to genuinely connect with them and see if you are a good fit. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that as well. The genuineness yeah. behind this yeah. is huge. Yeah, you really just I'm, know yourself, right? Exactly. I'm all about it. Like, this is what I love to do because I love, you know, meeting new people and I love networking events. You know, having those conversations, even I will, as a guest, I will have my own aha moments and I feel this is such a great reward. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I always say like my my guests teach me so much. It's kind of the same thing with my clients. Like, you know, sometimes right. they say stuff and I'm like, wow, <laughs> like that was groundbreaking, you know? But yeah, it's, it's all an opportunity to learn. And I love that you mentioned that as well. Like I find I get some of my best information from interviewing something, someone like yourself, even, you know, sharing your process and hearing how strategic it can really be. Because even myself, you know, I have a podcast, I might not be going on other people's podcasts as much as I should be. And how can Mm -hmm. I start to really gain that visibility and also build back up that confidence? Like I love to speak. So it's really awesome to hear you share that. And can you tell us how our listeners can get in touch with you and what is the best way for them to follow along with you and learn more from you along the way? So my website is oneluckystar.com. You can find me there. And I usually spend my time on Instagram. My handle is Nina underscore M-A-C-A-R-I-E. And you will find me there on Instagram sharing some tips and behind the scenes. And I also have a free checklist if I can share it. 
so that you can best prepare to be a great guest, you will find it at oneluckystar.com slash free checklist. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have all the links in the show notes for everybody below as well. So if you're multitasking, doing all the things, screenshot it, hang out with Nina and I over on Instagram. As you guys know, we've been promoting this episode all week. So you can also check out Meraki Media and find her link there as well. Uh, Reach out to me if you would like me to personally connect you to her. I'm always happy to do that for you all. So thank you so much for being here, Nina. This was awesome. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.